Kobe's take a few notes. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> What's up, Goreheads, and welcome to another episode of the Extreme Horror Replay Podcast. And as always, I have my beautiful wife, Nancy, with me. Bing bong! (laughs) And in this episode, we are going to cover probably one of the early 2010s most popular movie uh, ever, I think. We are covering 2013's The Conjuring. Now, this was Nancy's pick. And I'm just going to get this right out of the way. I'm, I'm going to get this, this, this unpopular opinion. I don't like Vera Farmiga, and I don't like uh, Patrick Wilson. Plain and simple. Um, just like an FYI, I said The Conjuring, but I was thinking Haunting in Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell me that. So we watched this whole movie, and I took notes on the whole damn thing, and then you meant... Well, yeah, I figure we could, <laughs> we could do future episodes. They're moving into a new house and it's haunted and all that stuff. Yep. Okay. I can't believe you did that. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. when you put it on, I was like, damn. This is. Did I tell him? You could have said something in the first, like, five minutes. Well, you were so willing to do the conjuring, so I figured. All right. Whatever. Okay. Oh, I don't even. Do you have an icebreaker this week? Or would you rather? Ooh, okay. You could use uh, Donnie. We already did that with Nash. Oh, okay. Hmm, mm. okay. Well, let me see if I can pull one up here real quick. Risque, would you rather? Risque, would you rather questions. The 100 best would you rather questions. No, I think that if I think, you ramble on for a little bit, I'm sure that I could come up with something better than one you could find. Because I already have a one, I just need to find the other one. Would you rather accidentally like an old photo of your ex on Instagram or accidentally send a sext to your mom? That wouldn't work for you at all because your ex-boyfriend is dead and your mom has passed away. You can say she's dead. I'll wear that. I was being polite. Flighter. There's a weird echo. I don't think it comes through on there, but there's a weird echo in her earphones. Headphones. Okay. Okay. I have one. Would you rather... Have the curb jaw stomp mm. from American History X. Okay. Or have your body covered in paper cuts and jump in, jump into a pool of <laughs> rubbing alcohol. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> that is um, ouch. Um, <laughs> wait, I have the perfect one for that. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> Well, yeah, if you're in that spot, then obviously you did something wrong somewhere. Oh, my gosh. I used some good ones, don't I? Yeah, yours are better than, yeah, anything (laughs) you can find online. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, the curb, oh, my gosh. The curb stomp from American History X is brutal as fuck. I, oh, man. And that's one of those scenes that I don't cringe at much, but that, that one makes mm-hmm. yeah it's cringy i would definitely i'm going for the paper cuts and the 
the rubbering alcohol. I can't, there's no way that just the thought of the curb stomp well, is like. <laughs> so I was, I was thinking of the, the rubbing alcohol and had that being my answer too. But isn't it a fact that once your body hits a certain like threshold of pain, you pass out? Yeah. I mean, I've heard that. Yeah. I mean, you're going to feel like the stomp for like a split second. <laughs> And then you're going to pass out. But the rubbing alcohol on the paper cuts is going to last and last and last and last. No. I just, the thought of it is like, oh my God. I, no, I can't. I can't do the, no. Nope, nope, nope. Give me the paper cuts. <laughs> Give me the paper cuts and the rubbing alcohol. Well, at least now you know my mentality if you ever cheat on me. I know exactly what I'm <laughs> That's what this is really about. <laughs> oh, just ways to torture yeah, me. Yeah, I'm, I'm keeping notes. Okay. Yeah, I. Oh no, I. The yeah, the curb stomp is a definite nope for me. So, uh, uh pass on that one. So you're going for the curb stomp. That's what you're telling. Well, I just think that kind of like if you're like blowing your brains out, you're gonna feel like a split second. Would you even realize though? What the I don't... fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> There's no way, man. Like, well, that's just it, with like the belief that your body will turn turn off, right, and you'll pass out. Okay, but okay. So wait, okay. Let's go back to the getting shot in the head, and and ultimately the shot kills you. So, would you actually feel the shot? Well, it, a better example would be if you jumped off a building. Okay. You're going to feel the impact. It's not the fall that kills you, it's the landing. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're going to feel the impact, but then I feel it, it's the same way with the jaw stomp. I don't know, man. With the jaw stomp, I don't think it would kill you. I mean, if he crushed your skull, obviously, yes. But if the if jaw he's stomp just is stomping on your head just enough to. If it's hard enough to, like, rip your jaw apart, then you're going to do some damage to somebody's brain. I think it's just to, like, bust their teeth out. I don't think you're... I mean, I don't know. Fuck it. No. No way. Nope. I can't do the... No. Okay. My Sorry. answer is I do neither. <laughs> you can't take that. <laughs> I just did. That is cheating. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. Remind me to never piss her off. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, we covered... We watched uh, 2013's The Conjuring, which apparently that was not the movie that she wanted to watch. <laughs> um, but it does score a 7.5 on IMDb. It is directed by James Wan, and it is the first in the first entry in the series that is has been dubbed the Conjureverse. Yeah, I don't like all the the sequels and all that. I mean, we've seen them. We saw the sequels. We've seen Annabelle most of them. And, yeah. Um, but I don't like when they become like a franchise. That and this one, this one definitely has. But see, he didn't direct all of them. He only directed, I think, maybe the first two. Well, and then every other one was like Then you're else. getting into like Halloween and Friday the 13th territory. Right. Where they're just kind of like, they're working off the franchise. Right. They're passing the, passing the right. responsibilities it, to someone else to try and make them 
Yeah, and it takes a popular. little bit of integrity away from the original every time there's another franchise, right. in my opinion. And it does. Well, because like James Wan also directed, not Sinister, but Insidious. You can tell. I mean... And... But like he did the same thing. But see, I don't even remember which one is which. I mean, I know which one is which, but like towards the sequels, I don't know. Like there's the Lost Key. I don't know if that's Insidious or if that's The Conjuring. And then there's the the Nun. Yeah, the Nun. You know, I, I hate to cut you off, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What I don't like about these movies uh-huh. is that. There's a very spirit Halloween, new animatronic. I get what you're saying. Like, flavor to their effects there. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And it's very generic. It's commercial. Well, it's like the, I totally understand what you're saying. Like the uh, the pop-up animation things. Yeah, I mean. You step on it and it says something and then it jumps at you. You go to spirit Halloween, you're going to get like. A dog that's rabid and attacking you, right. or you're gonna get, you spider. know, the spider, or you're gonna get the the little girl on the swing, right? You know, and th- that's what like the Annabelle thing and Was that the there? insidious thing. It, it kind of plays off of the, uh, I don't know. It's just very generic and very like expected. You think it relies on jump scares? I don't know if it relies on jump scares. I'm just it the the scary part of the movie is very contrived. <laughs> I'm just I'm waiting for you to say it. No, I'm I'm, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> it just seems like it's very, I don't know what's the word. It's extra. Superfluous. <laughs> no, well, it, I, it's, it's, it's just. It's, it's like it follows a formula. Yeah, it's, it's, very it's robbing, it's robbing the genuine horror buffs. Of what they want to see. They don't want to see another kid wearing a little newsboy outfit, you know, right. singing some like creepy song. Tiptoe yeah. through the tulips. Right. It, it's contrived. And just like with this movie, you get, ooh, it's a scary lady and she has the, the spooky contacts in. She's got the spooky contacts yeah. in, the white makeup, the veins pants yeah. on her face. It's, it's Halloween USA or Spirit Halloween. I even have Halloween USAs anymore. I don't know. Not around here. <laughs> but um, so yeah, I mean, there obviously is a lot of fans of this movie, and I mean, it it has done really well, and it it's obviously spawned a lot of sequels. But that means it's done commercially well. Commercially well. But actual see, horror movie people are gonna feel robbed. But see, I know a lot of guy, a lot of a lot of guys. A lot of people, and I mean, I, I really only surf Instagram, but they like this movie. And I don't know if it's because because it is formulaic or because it is like. I think the majority of the, like the, the people that like it, I think the majority of the reason is that, like I was telling you as we were watching the movie, mm-hmm. it follows a formula that has been proven to be successful in movies like this. Right. But it's movies that like, stray from that formula that have the like the propensity to actually like get the awards okay. like uh Blair Witch Project Blair Witch Project they didn't have this kind of thing and and it was innovative it was new it was 
and right. and people like that because horror movie buffs weren't expecting that. Well, back in was it ninety eight or Blair Witch Project sucked, by the way. <laughs> but you're saying it was better than this. I'm just saying it was more innovative. Okay. And I feel like as a horror movie, I'm not gonna say I'm a buff. Well, yeah, I'm gonna say I'm a buff. I would say as a horror movie buff, I'd this, say you're a buff. <laughs> this is very commercial. Okay. This, it's very mainstream. This brings me to a. I was having a discussion. This goes back to the guy that I was telling you with that I saw at the store, um, and he was listening to a, a way old show. One of our old shows. Yeah. Oh. And he was saying that he was he found it funny how upset you got when I called you a mainstream horror fan, <laughs> and I didn't when I said it. I didn't mean mainstream as in like The Conjuring. Or sinister or like the popular mm. commercial movies. We all know how I feel about them at this point. What I meant was like you were mainstream, like you like a straightforward horror movie, not like something off the wall and goofy, like like Evil Dead Two. I, oh, I know yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. like Evil Dead Two because it's kind of goofy. I don't like cheesy but, horror. I don't like. So I guess maybe I should say main like mainline story instead of mainstream. I don't know, but. He, he anyway, he was talking so Sean, hey, how are you? Um he was he was just talk he was, mentioned that he found it funny how you got upset when I called you a mainstream horror fan. But I didn't mean mainstream like like wow. movies like this. I meant mainstream like you you like your movies very straightforward, very to the point, very succinct. Um and like with not and not not necessarily a lot of twists and turns cuz you like the twist and turning movies, but you don't like the movies that follow yeah, the formula. Yeah, just kind of like think outside the box is what I like. And so when you and I met, so the well, movie Magic was something that I saw that you hadn't seen. Which they're doing a remake of, by the way. Yeah, I saw. I think they did, I did tell you that. Probably because of our podcast. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Wouldn't that be excellent? <laughs> um, so that was one of the movies that I had seen before we met. And mm-hmm. then one of the movies that you had seen, and I don't remember the name of it, but it was a... French horror woman that, like, that was in like a very sterile house, and it was like, oh my gosh, we we got it at um Hollywood Vincent and Brayden, and they had it buried alive, buried alive. It was Entertainment Tonight. Enter- uh, so, but but that's one of those. Was, <laughs> it, was it French one. or an Italian? It was Italian. Okay, so Italian horror movie, and we it, have it up there, and yeah. it had like the flat red paint blood. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Completely cheesy, but it was an Italian horror movie. I love that movie. Well, see, that's where we differed. You like that kind of movie where it's just, it, the suspension of disbelief is like, it's not even a factor. <laughs> okay, but, I mean, you're going to have to suspend your disbelief on anything you watch. Like, Yeah, if- but a movie like Magic kind of makes you wonder... Man, what if that could actually really happen? Well, I'm sure there's nutso jobs out there. No offense to the nutsos, but... Well, it, Magic probably made every kind of doll in everybody's house, like, a horror. Well, especially... Well, that, I mean, that's Something what, to freak you out, and that's what Annabelle... I know, I'm sure, yeah, Yeah, Conjuring. that's what Annabelle did. And it was just a ripoff, a blatant ripoff, which makes you... It, it's just kind of like mainstream responding to what the real stuff does. See, I like I do like the real horror. 
But like with Buried Alive or Beyond the Darkness or Bayou Omega, whatever the Italian name is, I mean, there's people out there like, don't tell me, you, you can't sit there and tell me that if I died, you wouldn't dig me up, preserve my body and keep me in the bed next to you <laughs> while you had sex with other people. I would do that. You just came up with a would you rather. Would I rather get curb no. stomped or a bunch of paper no. cuts and dive into a pool of rubbing alcohol? Digging you up, that's just distasteful. You are just freaky enough. <laughs> <laughs> so let's agree to disagree. The average person is going to be going to watch magic and is going to be all like, I always thought that doll that so-and-so had was freaky. And mm-hmm. they're going to have nightmares about it. Cork. But... If you see Buried Alive, yeah. all you're going to think, what you're going to take away from that is, wow, the effects were absolutely horrible. But they weren't. But they were. No, they weren't. The they blood, used it was real just, pig guts. It's like Reanimator. It's kind of like, you know. That movie fucking rocked. <laughs> all right. We're going to have to agree to disagree. This is just something that we're not going to budge on. Okay. You can't. Okay. Let, let's compare. I'm Mag- not going to say Reanimator wasn't entertainment, any Let- entertaining, because I will watch it. Okay, let's compare. Slowing you down here. <laughs> let's compare Magic to Dead Silence, the Ghost of Mary Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Magic would blow that movie out of the water. Okay, that movie, I would say Dead Silence definitely got its ideas. From magic it was but that was kind of like just like child's play it was kind of like hmm so people don't like dolls that come to life huh and they but, rolled with it they went with it but see child's and it got play, spun out of like complete out, completely spun out of control the new ones are bad one it's just through, commercialized and it's trash one two and four are good the remake was trash yeah i mean it was it was about a 50%. But anyway, so I, I I totally understand what you're saying. But you can't have, excuse me, you can't have one movie. And actually, we debated this in the last episode, or episode 49. But anyway, trying coming up with something original nowadays is so much more difficult. And I think that's the trouble that filmmakers and writers are having well yeah well because so many things have been done i mean there's there's probably more horror movies and i and like there's probably more horror movies than any other genre of movies out there yeah and i think a big part of the issue right now is why is why they keep having these remakes why they keep doing these well requels to rake in money at the box office they're not thinking about that well that too not thinking about the art of it but they're also having trouble coming up with something new exactly. that hasn't been done. This is why, and let me give you a, just a little example. I knew exactly where you were going with this. <laughs> okay. They're looking for an innovative concept that hasn't been done before, mm-hmm. but something that when a person watches the movie, they're going to be all like, damn, I don't want to go to sleep tonight. Right. So. Very hard to do. Okay. Yes. 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 So. And we're going to come back to this again because it's not something I'm ever going to let go. But the Dear David <laughs> concept, okay, that would be a, a phenomenal movie if it, it was done correctly. I'm going to have to go through and read that whole, yeah. that whole well, thing. Okay, yeah. But, to be fair, we'll just leave it with that. But 
um, on that same note. I know the gist of it. I know the gist of it. So remember last night when I said, or was it yesterday? I said, so we fall asleep lately. We've been falling asleep to Unsolved Mysteries. Right. And I woke up in the middle of the night to an episode where it was a guy that was an arsonist. And the part that I woke up to, which we're going to have to watch now, obviously, um, was a videotape that he was taking of a building burning. And he was like narrating it. And he was doing it like in a really creepy way. Right. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> that could be a movie. Yeah. That could be a really like scary movie. Okay. That's something that's innovative. That's something that's different. Right. Not something like, yeah, another doll that comes to life. I mean, of course, we're going to see that, that one that is coming out. The new doll that looks like Mary Kate Nash- Ashley Olsen. <laughs> Megan. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, we're going to see it. I don't think that comes out until next year, though. Um, but, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. But, it, I mean, it's following that same formula with the doll that comes to life. And it's a scary concept. Right. My mo- my grandma was a doll collector. Your mom was a doll collector. Right. In my grandma's house, there was a room dedicated to dolls. That's going a little too far. No, it, there were hundreds of dolls on shelves in my grandma's house. Remember the, uh, what was it, the manic, or what? What was it? Ventriloquist? Dearborn? Dearborn Heights? Oh, yeah, yeah. The person that puts the, the doll in the window. Yeah. Because her daughter died or yeah. whatever. <laughs> well, it, I think that's an urban legend, but I think we did go past it, and yeah, it was yeah, fucking freaky. Yeah, the doll freaky. was yeah. there. <laughs> um, but that's innovative. If they had a movie like that, then yeah. Yeah. Well, if the doll was haunted. Right. But well, see, no, no, no. The doll, the doll doesn't have to be haunted. It could be about like the, the psychosis of the people living in the house, why they do it. So what you're saying is is that you want to write a movie. I think I really could. Or I could give, like, excellent uh, delegation. <laughs> <laughs> Be a ghostwriter to somebody. Ghost hunt. Ha! Uh. <laughs> I'd like to be a part of an inside joke someday. <laughs> so if any of y'all are, like, looking like venture capitalists out there that want to put together a movie that's going to, like, break in the box because it's so innovative and unique and original i know the the um and i always mix up their names but andy nick i'm sorry guys from slash you he's a movie writer or he's a writer but he's writing a movie does he he listen to us i I hope so okay (laughs) i listen to them every week (sighs) yeah Okay, so we've made it another 25 minutes without actually talking about the movie. <laughs> um, okay, so we, yeah, we covered, we watched The Conjuring, which apparently, again, was the wrong movie. And I guess at a later time, we'll have to watch A Haunting in Connecticut, which I also know is a movie that people don't really like, I think. But I don't know. That one actually freaked me out the first time we watched yeah. it. I will say that. That's why I wanted to watch it, because it was actually a good movie. <laughs> Not like The Conjuring? Yeah. Okay, so, all right, here we go. The movie starts out, and Annabelle is at some apartment. And this is where you first get introduced to Ed and Lorraine Warren. Go ahead, hon. Con artists. <laughs> um, Swindlers. They were. They were. And uh, Vera Farmiga, or however you pronounce her name. <laughs> Vera Farmiga. Yeah. That doesn't even make it better. She made it actually worse because 
if you're going to watch a movie, the other guy, Sideburns, I don't know who he is. Patrick Wilson. Okay. Well, he was in Insidious. Right. Well, and that's, again, commercial. Right. This guy's got a, a three-movie contract. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Having her in that role, totally, it was so annoying to me. Because I remember her from Orphan. Right. And she was annoying as, as an, or, an orphan. I, I could not even. Yeah. I, I, I don't like her. No, I don't like her either. I don't like her face. I don't like her acting. I don't like her voice. I don't, yeah. So, hot take there. We don't like Vera Farmiga or Patrick Wilson, so <laughs> suck on that, people. The sister was okay in American Horror Story, the original. I don't know what her last name, or what her last name is. <laughs> what her first name is. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. But anyway, Annalise? Annabelle? Annabelle? Anyway, so anyway. <laughs> so, okay, yes. Annabelle is at an apartment, and this is our introdu- introduction to Ed and Lorraine Warren. Annabelle, obviously, everybody knows who Annabelle is. She's the doll. Now, the real doll looks like Raggedy Ann. This doll looks like basically a <laughs> red-headed ventriloquist dummy with freckles and blood around its face. Slightly freakier, I guess, than a Raggedy Ann doll, but I don't know. So the doll is freaking out the apartment residents, writing shit on the walls. They get rid of the doll, the doll comes back, and everybody's freaked out, of course. I like how they made it look like this all happened way before magic could have ever happened. Well, because, well, <laughs> the movie, I think, took place in 19. Well, so they were watching Brady Bunch on the TV. Well, this movie, but Annabelle, that happened back in the 60s, I think, the nurses. Probably. So yes. It, it, they're kind of, they're conning us. They're conning the movie buffs saying, oh, if you thought magic was scary with their ventriloquist dummy, Annabelle <laughs> came along way before him. But really, she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then, okay, so then we meet the Perron family. Is it Perron? Perron? P-E-R-R-O-N. Perron. Perron. Karen family moves into an old house. It's an old farmhouse out on a little lake. It's got a little dock, and it's, you know, it's a nice from the outside, but the inside is really, really chewed up. Yeah, it's got, you know, crumbling walls and just kind of, you know, beat up. It's beat up on the inside. Uh, Sadie, eh, not quite that far, but yeah. You see I'm, the walls? They're like plaster walls. You know, that's lead paint. Well, back then, yeah, lead paint. Um. That probably could explain all these uh, supernatural <laughs> goings on. Yeah, it's actually just lead paint fumes. Yeah, <laughs> could be for asbestos. <laughs> so Sadie the dog ends up dying outside, and one of the younger daughters finds the dog. Um, the dog was afraid to go into the house because apparently it felt that there was evil spirits inside, and just it it didn't want to do didn't want have didn't want to have anything to do with the inside of the house. So the dog stayed outside day and night, and then ultimately it's found dead outside. So then we cut back to the Warren house, and Ed Warren is giving a tour of the demon demon room, demonology room, <laughs> yeah, whatever it would be called. This is where he collects all his his antiques that have been possessed or they are vessels to another world or okay. vessels to demons or whatever. And I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I hate to cut you off here because I know 
the one of the questions that was raised in the movie was why didn't you just burn incinerate these these dolls? Right. Yes, they did ask that. And he said, "Well, the spirit is going to stick with them, with the person or whatever." Right. Which it robs us because how does he know? He doesn't know that if if you were to put all those freaky ass dolls into a crematorium and burn them all up, what would happen to all that evil? He doesn't know that. He's a demonology expert. That's not even a thing. <laughs> it is in this world. <laughs> well, that's why, why I call them Connor. Yeah, he's also a swindler. So, so witchcraft and all that stuff. That's not a science. Mumbo jumbo. That it's like a spiritual belief. Just like the you can't really make Christianity. And this is a movie that's trying to tell us that if he takes these dolls and puts them in a aquarium or whatever they had him in <laughs> yeah. a cage yeah like he could like like harness the evil right first of all how pious is that he thinks that he's the one that's going to wrangle the evil and keep it in a cage in his house and as long as what he says the the pre the uh, priest comes and sprinkles some holy water on it every once in a while yeah i'm still blown away by your use of pious <laughs> Not that I don't think you can use big words like that, but pious. That's like that's a that's a deep cut. That's a big dig. Well, you know that's how I am. (laughs) So he's he's given this tour of his of his demon room, and there's there's all sorts of things in there. Oh, Uh, it's a room that you're not supposed to come in. It's it's off limits, and they have a little daughter. Well, he does keep it locked, but yeah, locked. Excuse me. Apparently because the demons she... and the dolls can't get beyond a lock. <laughs> <laughs> but there's like a there's a samurai, uh, like a samurai. What do you call that? Would it be an outfit? A samurai. It's outfit. kind of like there's... just a little, like what? a little idol museum. Right. And you know, and then yes, that's where Annabelle's all locked up in her cage or her glass case. Then we go back to the parent house. And strange things start occurring. There's knocking on the walls. Uh, there's fart smells. There's <laughs> there's mysterious. <laughs> An evil fart. Yeah. There's, there's, you know it's evil when you smell a fart. Well, right. Dead rotting meat. That's right. Meat farts. Um, <laughs> there's, there's mysterious bruises showing up. There's birds flying into windows. And they play this game. It's called the clap game. Like so many people hide, and the person who's it is blindfolded, and she's walking through the house, and she asks for a clap from the people that are hiding to the, kind of give her guidance as to where the they're right, hiding from. Right, and as she's going along, she hears she she asks for a clap, and there's a you know a clap, and then the next she goes a little farther, and she asks for another clap, so there's a clap, and then. She goes again, and she asks for the third clap, and then there's a mysterious clap out of nowhere. Uh, that part was good. That with, part was pretty good. Right. And it, it actually came from the bureau. Spoiler alert. That was in uh, their room. That's about where it, it peaked for me in freakiness. Just at the clap? Yeah. Well, they did the whole thing with the little music box and the, the mirror and all that. And you were kind of expecting something scary. And it really didn't deliver. 
What about the clap behind the mom when she's in the staircase to the basement? No. No? I had already gotten completely turned off by that point. <laughs> okay. The clap in the wardrobe. Yeah. That was freaky. Okay. From then on, it got like... Started going downhill? Yeah. All right. So, someone is... Okay. Or, okay. Yeah. And then the next night, they go to bed, and... Uh, one of the daughters, and I apologize, I don't know her name because there's like five daughters, but she wakes up because somebody was like yanking on her foot and pulling the, pulling the covers off of her. Christine, mm-hmm. okay, so somebody's yanking on her foot, pulling the pulling her covers off, and she wakes up and she's freaking out because she says she sees somebody behind the door in their room. And one thing Nancy and I both noticed is that even though the camera wasn't directly behind her, you could see her pointing in a direction that wasn't towards the behind the door. Yeah. <laughs> Which, again, is one of those little things, but it just took us out of it because yeah. we know it. <laughs> so, Do your homework. But, so, so Christine is getting her leg yanked on. She's smelling the farts and the rotten meat and things like that. And this is this is about the point where things start to kind of take off and 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 it takes off it 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 goes really kind of slowly actually bruises start appearing on the mother um and you don't really at first you think it's because her and her husband um i don't know their real names but wait i think you you glazed over one of the like pivotal points in the movie which was well when um christine i think that's her name thought that her sister was farting and um, yanking on her foot. And she looks over and her sister's still sleeping. And they both wake up and she says, who is that standing behind the door? Did you not just hear the last minute and a half of my thing? I know, but you didn't like put it into context, like what happened. (laughs) I literally just said that. But you didn't. Yes, I did. You just, you glazed over it, because I remember I was waiting for you to say it, and you didn't. I talked about where she was pointing, and it wasn't at the Yeah, it was the pointing, but you didn't, like, indicate what she was pointing at, or what happened with that scene. That was a pivotal point in the movie, because it was the first point in the movie where these kids were, like, freaked out. They saw something that they didn't believe. Okay. Okay. All, everything up until then was just kind of like, oh, that's weird, you know, the clock stop at 3.07 every night or whatever. Right. And every clock. But this was the first time she felt her, her foot be yanked, and then she felt the blanket being torn off. Right. And. Okay, yes, that part I didn't include. Okay. Wait, yes, I did. I don't think you did. <laughs> okay. And so then she's like, she's like, Nancy, quit farting. And Nancy was like. I didn't. She's like, Nancy, quit pulling my foot or whatever, something like that. Right. And then, so Nancy, love her name, by the way, wakes <laughs> up <laughs> and she's like, what are you talking about? And then the girl, Christine, I think, is saying, there's somebody behind that door. And that's where she's pointing. Right. It's like, no, she's not pointing there. She's pointing somewhere else. I don't know where the hell she's pointing. Right. But. That's and but but that's the point at which you're kind of like, what does she see behind that door? And that's where you kind of get like freaked out. So you were freaked out, just a little bit. Okay, but oh, they don't show the, anything, so there's nothing right. to substantiate. And then the door slams. Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So then the mom is playing clap game. Tried to glaze, glaze over the scene with Nancy. Didn't. You did. You tried to. <laughs> Go ahead. The mom is playing the clap game at night. Or no, I'm sorry. The mom is going around turning off the lights and she's um, like locking the doors and the things like that. She hears the clap clap again. And she thinks it's the kids playing the clap game, but she goes up into the room and it turns out that all the kids are sleeping. So she's going around again. She's like locking the doors, checking all the windows and stuff like that. And she hears the doors opening or something creaks, like the door creaks into the basement. And I mean, you bought like a like incredibly old house. Old ass house. You're not going to think, gee, I wonder. It's, it, it's next to like a creepy ass pond or lake or whatever. Yeah, pond. It's got some like freaky looking tree <laughs> next to the water. Right. The and then she's pond. all surprised that she's getting like paranormal. Well, not even that. I would say that I would say at first it would just be like settling or like water. See, no, that is where I feel robbed again. Okay. We are not stupid people that watch these movies. We know. That if you're going to move into an old house like that on a scary lake with creepy looking trees, Mm -hmm. you're going to go into it knowing that there's going to be some paranormal. And they never indicate, oh, well, this house might be haunted. That might have made it a little bit more real. But we moved into an old house with a creepy tree in front. No. Now we're not on a lake or a pond. But but... when we moved into it, we were like, ooh, I wonder what's going to happen. Because we knew that the the people before, like, (laughs) they, like, saged every room and everything. That's just because they were yuppie dipshits. But they never, they kind of rob us of that in this movie because they're never, like, I feel like it would be more vindicated if they were to, like, move in saying, I wonder what kind of spirits we're going to come across. Or, you know. Spirits, what spirits. But it's kind of like, they kind of feed into that, like ignorance and why i call the warrens like complete con artists because it's like ooh, we moved into an old creepy house what's going on there's things moving and you know and so they call the warrens who are like experts and ghosts yeah and they're like of course yes of course there's there's and so they come to the house and turns out there really was well (laughs) cha-ching for the warrens well, right. No, and I get what you're saying, is that you would expect some level of... Like, don't insult my creepiness. intelligence, yeah. So, the it, it, yeah, the mom gets locked in the basement, because she goes into the basement, she hears a, a, a knock, or actually the basement door opens, and it, of course it's one of those <clears throat> creaky open doors. It's a and, basement that's loaded with a bunch of old spooky shit. Right. And so it's, she no, it's goes, a cellar, they call it a cellar. Well, either way, it's a basement or a cellar. Uh, she goes into the basement, and the door slams behind her real quick. And she lights a, a match to no, wait, so she can see no, what... She gets, like, blown down the stairs. I like that part. Well, not not yet. No, when the door shuts. The clap behind her. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. So the clap... Yeah, the clap comes behind her and just comes out of nowhere. So, yeah, this is where the mother... Uh, Perrin contacts the Warrens. She actually goes to a seminar that they're putting on at some college or, or whatever. A real college would not have a parapsychology <laughs> course. How do you know? I'm sorry. Yeah, I, no. No. 
You don't think so? No. Not even as a guest speaker? No. What makes these, like, phenomenon interesting is the fact that it's not studied. That it's all spiritual. Like I said, again, you cannot make a science out of it. Okay. So if you do try to make a science out of it, you're a con artist. <laughs> like the Ghostbusters. Yes. Okay. Perfect example. <laughs> um, so, but any, okay, anyhow, she goes to the seminar where the Warrens are speaking and she gets a hold of Lorraine Warren. And she says, hey, like, you know, shit's starting to pop off at home. And I'm getting these bruises and, like, there's this clapping and there's mysterious knocks and the clocks always stop at 3.07 in the morning. And, you know, our pictures are getting knocked off the wall and stuff like that. <clears throat> so the Warrens go to the house. They begin setting up for this investigation. And this is kind of where the ghost hunt begins. Um, Lorraine feels oogie when she goes into the basement because she knows or she feels like something has happened in the basement before. She can't really tell what, but she knows that something evil has gone down in the basement. Of course. And and so she's, and this is kind of one of those weird scenes. Like she's folding sheets. They They actually move in with, parents and she's folding laundry outside folding these sheets and the wind folding kicks somebody up. else's laundry while her kid is at home being raised by her mom right by the grandmother because the almighty dollar is way too more important <laughs> than being back with her kid <laughs> so the wind kicks up and it rips this sheet out of her hand and the sheet flies away from her, and it looks like it makes contact with a body of some sort, uh, definitely bodily shape. And then, and then the sheet, the wind kicks up again, and the sheet flies up, uh, like up to one of the upper story windows. And as it falls, uh, Lorraine Warren looks up into the window, and she sees somebody standing there, and then walk away from the window. Um, Don't forget, her husband starts working on the the the, the car in the, the car, in the yeah, barn. yeah. Um, they just got nothing but time on their hands with their daughter being raised over back at their house, and by by you know money, they're yeah. making money. <laughs> um, they like to give back too. He's gonna fix the car. She's gonna fold the laundry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so, guilt over like conning these people out of money. Could be, but they did it to a lot of people. Well, and well, obviously these people, had, if they're stupid enough to like go after these two. I don't know how it works. How do you pay somebody like that? <sighs> or did the Warrens just get more like publicity yeah. Yeah, from helping, in quotes, these people? But you notice nobody ever heard of any of this until the movie came out. I don't think I have, no. Yeah. This is kind of where stuff starts popping off. Um, the cop sees a ghost, like uh, a maid or something like that, and she's got her wrists, wrists slit. Um, and this, the the uh, discovery of what actually happened in the house is, is 
is what happens now. Now Lorraine goes out to the lake, um, and she's she's standing there. She's looking out at the dock, and then she turns around and she sees this ghost hanging from the aforementioned uh, creepy tree uh, in the backyard, right out there by the lake. And so then they start doing this research, and they learn that the the woman that lived there, her name was Bathsheba, and she was. Uh, and I don't even know. I guess she was a Satanist or she was a witch or something. She ended up getting possessed. She killed her child. And zippity-doo-dah, this is where the hauntings are coming from. Lorraine sees Judy, her daughter, in the water. And she freaks out. She calls home, getting a hold of her mom. Like, hey, is Judy okay? I just saw her in the water. I just want to make sure now she's okay. Now she cares okay. about her own kid. And Yeah, she's so she's seeing these... Uh, she's got a room visions. of demonology, uh, haunted artifacts in her house that she's scared that she saw a vision <laughs> like 100 miles away. I don't know how far away they lived. It doesn't actually, uh, it never know. specifies. <laughs> and so, oh, oh, I have a kid. <laughs> <laughs> so. Ed takes all the evidence that they photographed and they videoed and they recorded and he takes it to the Catholic Church and says, hey, listen, dudes, like, stop fiddling with the little kids. We want to do an exorcism on this house. <laughs> That's going to fire up some people. So, he, yeah, he takes all their information, takes, again, takes the recordings and the pictures and the recordings and the videotapes and he takes it to the Catholic Church and he says, like, listen, this is an actual demon possession. We got to get this shit figured out. We got to get it out of the house. We need to do an exorcism like yesterday. Judy is at home now. We got a, a, another couple of suckers that are waiting. Uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Judy is Ed and Lorraine's daughter and she starts experiencing freaky shit at home. Yeah. Like. You know, she goes into the the demon room, and she, you know, Annabelle's not there. It's supposed to be there. locked, remember? Right, Annabelle's not there, so she goes into another room, and suddenly she sees some old lady rocking Annabelle in a rocking chair, combing her hair, and the the old lady turns and looks at at Judy, and then Annabelle turns her head and looks at Judy, and of course the the door slams behind her, and she's like, ah, you know. Um. Ah freaking out and everything how are we supposed to believe that these two encounters are related though what ties in the conjuring old hag haunted old hag mm -hmm. with annabelle it doesn't that's a good question they think i'm stupid <laughs> they never really say right uh, they presented a freaky ass doll because they were like, we're going to get a sequel out of this movie. We might as well like set it up for it. <laughs> Which they did. Yeah. And I think there, what, there's like two Annabelle movies and three Conjuring movies. I don't even know. Uh, and the then whole there's... Annabelle storyline was moot to like and then the Conjuring a, story. There's also the Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It, which we have not seen. Wow. But I heard was a stinker. Um, Surprise, surprise. <laughs> so Annabelle apparently escaped her cage or her case or whatever. Uh, the mother Perone, Perrin, she takes, or 
while all this crap is going on, the, the entire parent family moves out of the house and moves into a motel to stay while Ed and Lorraine are like figuring shit out at the house. <laughs> um, Extending their stay without their daughter ex- that she's so worried about. Probably raking in more money. Yeah. Um, uh, so the mother parent takes two of the girls back to the house. And this is where the mother's possession finally like goes full tilt. And at this point, you're kind of like, when is this movie going to end? <laughs> because it's not a haunting in Connecticut. <laughs> um, so she she's going through this, like, this is her full possession kind of kicks in. She's, uh, the, the, the cop that was there, Ed that was there, and... and this is just one of those examples of a movie that spends so much time building up to the pinnacle. Mm-hmm. And then it's not that great when it gets there. Right. But it spends so much time getting there. Right. And you're kind of, that's another reason why I feel robbed about this movie. So it's like, <laughs> they build it up to be something like super supernatural. Right. And then all you get is the mom being possessed and the freaky contacts a la The Exorcist. She did look very freaky as a possessed woman. But they ripped that off from <laughs> The Exorcist. Which we, we were st- robbed. Still have not seen. Can you believe it? We practically have seen it with all the people that have ripped <laughs> off everything from it. So, yeah. So the mom's fully possessed now. And, like, the cop that was at the investigation, Ed, and uh, the 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 Asian tech guy. I don't even know his name. I'm sorry. But, so they all go back to the house. And the dad. They go back to the house. And the mother is, like, kicking ass and taking names. She's throwing them across the room. She bites a chunk out of the cop's face. She's doing all this, like, kung fu, like, throw you around and flip you over your back and all this <laughs> kind of stuff. Um, and and this is where, like like we said, she's she's fully possessed now. Like, really, the whatever this Bathsheba was or is, has, has fully gotten into her. They did everything but have her rotate her. <laughs> and vomit and wear a nightgown yeah <laughs> so she attacks the kids um the the two kids that are there and we get more birds flying into windows attacking and this we is get where we're more... supposed to be all like this is just like the exorcist so it must be real the exorcist freaked a lot of people out we gotta watch that movie we i should, don't know yeah, if we like, still our next own show it. we should do i don't know if we still own that one or not we can download it Let's Probably. have our next show be on it. On The Exorcist? Yeah. Okay. I'm sure I'll have something to say. <laughs> Who did that movie rip off? <laughs> so she's spitting blood and she's attacking the kids. And then Lorraine comes in and she's like putting her, putting her hand on the mother's forehead. And she's like, oh, don't you remember this day at the beach? This was your best day ever. You got to fight from the inside and... You gotta, you gotta kick Bathsheba out, and you know, vomit this evil demon out of you, and and everything like that. And Ed has to do the exorcism on his own, even though he's not technically authorized to do it. And then the mother is finally healed, and the she 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 vomits out the demon, and everything goes back to. And then normal. Ed and Lorraine get their paycheck, and they go back to living in their tri. Tri-level. Tri-level house with, with their the demon, demon room, room. <laughs> and their daughter that may not remember their names. 
Okay. <laughs> but she knows where she's getting that wallpaper paid for by. Right. Ed and Lorraine. Ed and Lorraine. Yeah. And they can afford to pay their grandmother or have their grandmother live there. Yeah. And Lorraine can get a brand new pair of uh rosary beads. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered where you were going. <laughs> so, the movie ends and everybody's happy. The end. Credits roll. And then they show a picture of the real parent family and a picture of the real Ed and Lorraine Warren. It's kind of like, what do we care what they look like? This was about the family that was being possessed. I mean, they did show them, right? The yeah. Family. Okay. Yeah. But they showed like one. But why do we even care about Ed and Lorraine? That was to set us up for the sequel. Right. Again, thinking that we're stupid moviegoers that are going to be all like, oh, there's got to be a good sequel coming. They, they put them. <laughs> okay. So, I can you even put a gore score on this? There was really no gore. Yeah. So, maybe a point five. Yeah, point five, maybe for the vomit. Yeah, or the, or the bloody mouth when she was possessed. Yeah. The, yeah, or the, the bird dead dog flying into the, the window. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so... The point... score is the acting. <laughs> okay, so point five from both of us on the gore score. What about your overall? I would have to say, in the grand scheme of things, this is a five. And I would give it, a, any movie a five, that it's a movie that I would see more than once. Right. But Which we have. It doesn't have any kind of originality to it. It doesn't have any bells and whistles. But it is an interesting movie. Okay. And even though you feel kind of robbed as a horror movie person, if you're not a horror movie person, you're going to think this movie is really scary. So I will give it a five for credits just because of that. I'd be very interested to see. Yeah. I would be very interested to hear what Nashi thinks of this movie. Yeah, he would probably, uh, but he'd definitely give a no-holds-barred <laughs> review. So, okay, yes. So, point five and a five from Nancy. And then, yeah, I think I'm pretty much right, right in line with you. A point five on the gore score, because there really is, I mean, there's a little bit of blood, some birds flying into the window, a dead dog. Um, and then, yeah, overall, I give this a five. I mean, it's it's one of those movies, I think much like Shaun of the Dead, this is one of those movies that you could, you could put on for somebody who's not a graduated horror fan. It's one of those movies that you could play on Halloween and just have it be on loop. Right. And nobody, they'd just be like, oh, it's a scary movie on TV. Much like your sister played Halloween 4 like <laughs> six times over the weekend. Oh my gosh, Marie. I don't understand why. But... Uh, that's it for this episode. So, um, catch us on Instagram at extreme underscore horror underscore replay. Um, and listen to us on Spotify. If you're listening on Spotify, please hit that five star button and rate us. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes, please rate it and, and review us. And then we're available like on, I don't know, 10 different pod listener apps or whatever. Um, so again, yes, I am Ben and over there sits Nancy. She's to my radio left. 
<laughs> and I will say be good to each other and stay safe. And Nancy will say bye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird one. <laughs> we are out.